smile at somebody and say, it's going to get better. All right, all right. So we're going to dig into transforming your mind, being renewed. And uh, are you all ready? How many of you know you can have stinking thinking? How, how many of you ever heard somebody, you know, uh, say, you know, you need to change your mind? Or how many of you said, I've changed my mind? How many of you know that you always need to be changing your mind to think like God? To think like Jesus thinks? And if you're too hard-headed, you need to be asking God where you're hard-headed. Don't look at me like, well, that's not me, Pastor. That's everybody. That's me. Because when you don't conform to the Word, it's because you're hard-hearted or you're hard-headed. And I'll give you some examples in just a little bit. And smile at somebody and say, well, he's, he's, he's not, well, he is talking about me. He's talking about me, too. I'm talking to myself. I always preach to myself. If, if it's not good for me, it's not good for you. So it's good for me first. Amen? So, so uh, low end's eating me up over here. The battle, uh, the battle is for the control of your mind. Let's just lay some things out, okay? This is where the battle's at. And so it's time uh, for change and renewal. Why? Your mind has to be trained to think. It's the low end, y'all. Y'all hear that? <laughs> like the world, the family. How about, how about even the way your family raised you? Or what mama said to you? I use that example about, you know, I love my grandma. She hung the moon, but everything she told me wasn't scriptural. And I had, when I was, a, I was an adult, everything my grandpa said, I'm like, What? I can't believe he said that. What had nothing to do with the Lord, <laughs> you know? But my point is, we have to change our thinking. And I want you to if, if, just stay with me just the first 10 minutes, and then you can go back to sleep, okay? And you start thinking about what you're going to eat for lunch. But you need to hear at least the first 10 minutes. And I haven't even started. This is a commercial break. How you think will move you to what you hold on to, good or bad. How you think. So when we were living in Louisiana, probably about 25 years ago, we lived in a cul-de-sac with its houses in a circle, drive, and everybody put kind of lights up. It wasn't mandatory, but we all kind of put up matching lights, and we had these big white light bulbs that went around your, your flower bed, and... Uh, my neighbor was outside and said, man, come over here and look at this. And I said, what is it? He goes, look at that wire cut. I said, bent down, look. I said, looks like somebody cut that with scissors. And he goes, man, the next day mine was cut. Oh, it's on now. Somebody's running up in here and cutting our lights. We're going to camp out with a baseball bat. Yeah, I had a shotgun, but, you know, I don't want to go to prison just yet. And we're going to sit on our front porch and we're going to guard our lights because, you know, I patched them back together. They work good. But somebody's cutting our lights with scissors. We thought it was a rabbit. We had put our lights in his trail and he bit them right in two. Because a little bitty thin wire, he bit it right in. It looked just like scissors cut it. But we was ready to fight the devil. And it was a rabbit. You know how your thinking can go to the extreme 
Guard your heart, guard your thoughts, guard your life. So, here we go. We are a spirit, we have a mind, or a soul, and we have a body. You hear me now? Your spirit should be king. I like that, king. Yeah, we got a punch to it. Your spirit is king. Your mind is your servant. Your body is your slave. If you don't let your spirit be king, you're going to be in trouble. Because your body will go crazy. And your mind will go crazy. And your mind and your body will team up against your spirit. But how do you feed your spirit? Here's the gateway. Right here's the gateway to feeding your spirit. I just want God just God just fill me up. No, you got to get into the Word. You've got to study the Word for yourself. And you need to pray yourself. And you can't pray for faith. You've got to feed yourself faith. And it comes through the eye gate, the ear gate, the mouth. And you feed yourself. You feed your spirit. And if this is hard-headed, you're not going to walk in everything you need to. That is why we're going to do the next two or three Sundays, maybe four, maybe 18, because i got a book full of stuff. But listen to me. So let's look at the first two scriptures, and I'll let you go back to sleep. Romans 12, 1 and 2. Are you ready? I beseech you, therefore, brethren, by the mercies of God, that you present your bodies a living sacrifice, holy, acceptable to God, which is your reasonable service. And be not conformed to this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind, that you may prove what is the good and acceptable and perfect will of God. Be transformed by the renewing of your mind. Everybody's mind needs renewed. And matter of fact, we need to renew our mind daily. Daily. Because guess what? You go back to your old habits. Thoughts become words. Come on. How many of you, how many of you know that God gave you an imagination? As we sang that second song, Cody, we need to sing it again next Sunday. How many of you see yourself as a champion? How many of you see yourself as an overcomer? How many of you are thinking that you're an overcomer? Or do you let circumstances dictate what you think? The Word of God should dictate what you think. feel like an overcome pastor I'm not victorious it doesn't matter do you know uh, at, at the baseball the team that wins the world series the guy sitting on the bench who never got out on the field didn't do anything but practice he got the ring you got a ring you're a world champion because of the blood of Jesus you're an overcomer you got the ring you, you, you've, been, you've been marked you've got a tattoo in the spirit that you belong to God you're you. Yes, you. My grandson come in with a Ninja Turtle outfit on this morning. He's got about 10 or 12 outfits, and he changes regular during the day. But how many of you are going to let your imagination see yourself as a child of God? How many can you see yourself that when you lay hands on the sick, they will recover? How many of you see yourself that, you know what, if I can't go, I can send somebody? Huh? I'm either a goer or a sender. Which one are you? You may be both. 
But you got to get your imagination working for you. When the Word says something, you need to grab a hold of it. I'm a champion. I'm a champion. I don't care what I feel like. I don't care what I look like. I don't care what I smell like. I don't care what I feel like. I don't care what it looks like. I'm an overcomer. Well, your bank account don't look overcome. I don't care. I'm starting today to become an overcomer. I'm changing my thinking. Amen, amen? So go with me. Go with me to Mark, the fourth chapter. Why am I such a stickler for the Word of God? Because what you're supposed to think is the Word of God. What you're supposed to say is the Word of God. What you're supposed to be like is the Word of God. And so you look at this parable, and he said unto them, do you not under, this is the parable of the sower sows the word. The sower went to sow, and some seed fell by the wayside, and some feet, seed fell on the stony ground, and some seed fell among the thorns, and some seed uh, fell on some good ground. That's the parable he told. And they said, well, teach us this parable. And he said, and he said to them, do you not understand this parable? How then will you understand all parables? You can't understand the Bible without understanding this parable. Every time you say the word, you're planting it. Every time you sing the word, you're planting it. What are you planting? What are you planting? What have you planted today? What did you plant yesterday? Well, we just, we just went fishing. and But you can meditate the word while you're reeling that reel in. You can meditate the word. Huh? You can speak to yourselves in psalms and hymns and spiritual songs. Huh? Look at the next verse. The sower sows the word. The sower sows the word. The word of God is so important. It is Jesus. He holds all things together by his word. He created everything. God created everything by his word. Heaven is, heaven is the word of God. Well, are you just crazy about the Word? Yeah, you better be crazy about the Word. You cannot live because you're supposed to think like the Word. And when you're not thinking like the Word, you're going in the wrong direction. Okay? Okay. The rest of y'all can sleep. The rest of y'all stay awake. Number one, we are transformed. We are transformed in our lives. I added that. We're transformed in our lives as we renew our mind. Wake up. Wake up. We are transformed in our lives as we renew our minds. We're transformed as we renew our minds. A transformed mind transforms a life. And transformed people transform cities. How many of you know we need some transformation? We need some transformation in this world. We got to represent people. I mean, we need to wear the T-shirt, the hat, and, and buy the snow cone. And the corn dog, we got it. We need to live for God. No matter what. We got to be transformed people, and we need to be speaking the word. And if Jesus is real, you need to declare it. If he's not real, you need to get him where he's real in your heart. So, so as we look at these things, I, I want you to... To understand, Christians can believe for miracles and see great things in their life, but never change their way of thinking to accommodate the miraculous on a daily basis. How many of us call down God to in the midst of our circumstance when God wants us to live with Him daily 
and stop circumstances before they ever come. Okay. New creation. 2 Corinthians 5.17, if any man be in Christ, he's a new creation. A new creation. Old things have passed away. Behold, all things become new. We got to change. We got to change. It's, uh, if we never trans- transform our thinking to see the, the divine perspective, then we're always fighting an uphill battle for breakthrough. When we ought to live in a breakthrough. We wait till something happens and then we want to react to it. When we ought to be always on the aggression. You know, if you play sports, a good offense will always beat a good defense. So are you playing defense or offense? Are you waiting for something to happen? Oh, Lord, help us. Help us, Lord. And He will. But if you're always living, help us, Lord, how are you going to help somebody else? Come on, we've got to change our thinking that we're more than conquerors. Come on, me and God's got this. So, so, so you know, it's, and it's, it's, it's a hard thing uh, because the world is after you. And I was reading this morning. Remember when, G- when Jesus said, who do you think that I am? And what did Peter say? You are the Christ. And so Jesus began to explain, you know, I'm going to have to go to the cross, boys. I'm going to have to go to the cross, and I'm going to sacrifice myself. And then what did Peter say? He said, he rebuked Jesus. No, you can't die. I love you. I need you here. And Jesus turned to the disciples, and then he turned back to Peter. It says that. And he he rebuked Peter. But when he said, that is... Get behind me, Satan. He goes, because Satan, you have no part of anything in the kingdom of God. Your part is of men. So that's where we've got to guard our hearts and not live as men and women, but as the children of God, as a representative of Jesus. Come on, and you can do it. If God commanded us to do this, then he empowers us to do it. We look at, oh, I'm just weak, and I'm doing what well, I can't do anything. Yes, you can. You can do all things through Christ who strengthens you. That's a different thought, isn't it? But if you look at yourself, well, I, I, it's just me, and uh, you're not alone. You're not alone in this battle. He said, I send you my spirit to empower you, to be with you always. Let's go to number two, and then I want to. Say something the Holy Spirit gave me in worship. Repentance means to change your mind or the way you think. Repentance. Change your mind. You know, as anybody said, what are you thinking? What do you think? You, you can change the way you think. If you change the way you think, you'll change the way you act. You'll change what you say. Thoughts become words, but even if they don't become words, they become actions. You know, what were you thinking? Anybody ever told you that? If you're married, you hear that a lot, especially if you're a man, especially if you're a redneck man. Hey, y'all watch this. Where did that come from? You know, anybody other than me ever jumped off a house? I've jumped off the roof. I can't do it no more. 
And my daughter said, you don't bounce anymore, Dad. I only, she's an orthopedic nurse, and she goes, I only work on men that are your age or older. So don't be jumping off the house anymore. Don't be doing crazy things. But we do crazy things, and what were you thinking when you did that? What, why would you, you know, we built ramps as kids. Oh, my goodness, J- bicycle jumping, motorcycle jumping. Anyway, what, what are those, you know, imagination? So repentance. How about when you get saved? It's a heartfelt sorrow over sin that takes us into a shift and a change in reality. Born again. Heartfelt sorrow. And, and when you openly sin against God and you recognize it, you need some heartfelt sorrow. But, you know, really when you get saved, you have a heartfelt sorrow. But how about if I find out my life's not lining up with the Word, I need to repent. How many know that there's an Albertsons in Abingdon and there's one in Bristol or Christiansburg? And I can get on 81. If I start heading that way, I can turn around. You can change. You're not too old to change. There's an old saying, you can, can't teach an old dog new tricks. Yes, you can. God can help change you, and God will help you. So, so before I dive in, let's look at it this way. Here's the door. Salvation is the doorway. You with me? Don't hang out in the door. Step on into the kingdom. Step into the kingdom. You know there's whole denominations that hang out in the doorway? Get saved, get saved, get saved. Rededicate, rededicate, rededicate. But they never want to take you into the power because they've never been there. It's time to go to the power. It's time to go to the power source. It's His Word and His Spirit. Come on, don't hang out in the door. There's a whole big kingdom of God out there. There's more. There's always more. Always more. So, so you look at Matthew 6, 17. Jesus said, repent, for the kingdom of heaven is at hand. Repent. Well, what in the world does that mean? Change the way you're thinking. Change the way you think. This is what he said. Change the way you think, because I brought my kingdom with me. Unless you change your perspective on reality... To the kingdom of God perspective, it will be this close and you'll never see it. Look at the Pharisees. They touched Jesus, slapped him, bit him even, it says in one scripture, before they crucified him. They hated his guts, but he was the kingdom. He was right there. And they were so hard-hearted, they were so hard-headed that they didn't want to, get, they didn't want to lose their position or perspective. Listen, so the sower sows the word. Let me back up just for a second. The sower sows the word. Some fell by the wayside. Some fell on stony ground. Some fell among the thorns. You know, I, I don't think your heart has stones in it or thorns. I think this does. Because when I first read the word that, that God wanted to bless me and God, this said no. God doesn't do that. Because I never was taught that. I was just, you know what, rededicate your life to God and then go home. And then you do something stupid during the week and it's time to rededicate your life. And you rededicate your life. I mean, and I always say my rededicator was just wore out smooth because I did it every Sunday. 
But God wants to take us into the kingdom, into his power, into his glory, by his word, to live victorious. Because guess what? If you haven't faced issues in this life, you are going to. You're going to face some things. And you ought to have the word of God in your heart and the thinking of God in your mind so you can deal with it. Okay. Amen. Amen, Pastor Brett. That was awesome. Thank you. So, so as we look at this, uh, we've got to change our thinking. The Pharisees wouldn't change. Come on, step out into the kingdom. Most Christians uh, repent enough to get forgiven, but never repent enough to see the fullness of the kingdom in their lives. That's just slapped me right in the face, huh? I said, oh, Holy Spirit, help me. I mean... It's easy to get you in the kingdom of God. The harder part is getting the kingdom of God in you. Amen, Pastor Brett. I don't have all the kingdom. I don't have all the kingdom in me, but I'm still repenting, changing my mind, and growing. I want to be better. I want to be a better man of God. We ought to be a better woman of God. We want to raise our children in that way. My. Some people can't let go of their past and move forward in the kingdom. Some people hang on to wrong thoughts. Well, that's the way we was raised. Well, you can change. I did. Man. Come on. We have got to change and recognize. Recognize. That's not, that's not kingdom. Wow. Vengeance is mine, says the Lord. It's not on you. Let go of your past. Move forward in God. Mm. Number three, the renewed mind's always changing and growing. Always. Always. Man, oh man, uh, uh, we always are changing to line up with the Word. And if you find out that you're not lined up with the Word, it's time to stop and line up with the Word. This is such a simple message, but it's powerful because we drift through life. We go through life and we don't change. Romans 12, 2 again. Let's read that. I want to show you something. And do not be conformed to this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind. You got that? The renewed mind then does what? That you may prove what is the good and acceptable and perfect will of God. All right, what's the will of God? His Word. When you find it in the Word, now what does the renewed mind do? It proves it. Are you proving it? Hold on. I got a brand new fishing lure, and I want to try it out. I want to prove it. And I cast that rascal, and I cast that rascal. And if I catch something in the first five casts, is I like this. I'm keeping this bait. I'm proving it. I've proven it that it works. Hmm? How many have proven that a car is better than walking? Hallelujah. Then when are we going to start proving the Word of God? The will of God. There are so many voices in the world today. 
And I'm even talking Christian voices that talk against the will of God. Well, God doesn't do that today. God doesn't want you to have that today. God don't do those things. And we all deal with it. The attack in our mind. When the Word of God is taught to us or when we read the Word of God and why isn't that? Are you judging yourself? The Bible says we should judge ourselves so we don't, won't be judged. Man, just come clean with God with it. What in your life is not lining up with the Word? What is in this city that's not lining up with the Word? What in this country is not lining up with the Word? What in this world is not lining up with the Word? What are you going to do about it? Are you going to change your thinking? Well, you know, that's just the way those people are in the mountains. I've heard that. That's the way those people are in Louisiana. That's the way those people are in New York. That's the way those people are in New Orleans. That's the way those people are in Los Angeles. There's no hope for them. That's not what the Word says. That's just the way drug addicts are. And they, you know what? They just, just leave them alone. That's the way gay people are. It's just leave them alone. That's the way they were born. Eh. God can change anybody, anytime, any place. We've got to change our thinking to believe God to deliver, to save, to save heal, deliver, disciple, empower, and get people to serve Him. As a pastor, it's my job to feed, to protect, and to sin. To find your gift and develop your gift and calling. And so, so we got to step up. It's time to be kingdom people. To change our thinking. It starts with your thinking. Most people are defeated because they don't think they can do it. It doesn't even enter their mind. God tries to put something in their mind and it won't even go in there. Because I can't do that. I, I'm not educated, not qualified. I'm not this, I'm not that. doesn't matter. You know what, what's the most wonderful thing about God is when you don't know what to do, He sends people to help you. But a lot of us are too hard-headed to hear them. The Bible says a child can lead you, but, oh, that's it's cute, isn't that sweet? And they're speaking to you spiritual things. Oh, that's a cute little boy. Don't even hear it. We have got to not be hard-hearted, hard-headed. We've got to get the stones out of our mind that God is for us. And you know what? There are people who can teach the Word of God, but it's not planted. I'll, I want to go get a packet of seeds and put it in my pocket and tell you about this is sunflower seeds and they're wonderful and they produce a yellow flower and it gets big and it grows tall and it'll move with the sun. Isn't it awesome? But they never plant it. They can tell you all about the Word of God and they can tell you Jesus is this and Jesus is that, but it's never even planted in their heart. They've never lived out the Word. They've never looked where they're defeated in their life and applied the Word of God to it so they can change. Come on, so what am I saying? If you're sick, Go after healing scriptures. If you're in poverty, it's time to change your thinking. Well, I can't do that. Yes, you can. You can do all things through Christ who strengthens you. But you've got to start thinking that you can. I, I can be delivered from drugs. I can be delivered from alcohol. I can be delivered from wrong thinking. You can be. It starts with your thinking. Man, the enemy... The enemy, see, works in our body and works in our mind. You know, you can get addicted to sugar, cocaine, uh, alcohol, uh, TV, whatever. 
But your body's supposed to be your slave. And you've got to set your body down. And you've got to make your mind be consumed by the Word of God and, by, and be, learn to be led by the Spirit of God. Nowhere does it say you can't be led by the Spirit of God. The sons and daughters of God are led by the Spirit of God. But we were led by our own thinking because guess what? That's just the way we were we raised that way. But we got to change, don't we? My. So, the will of God. Let me get back on that just for a second. Matthew 6 said, Our Father, which art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done. Look at it in verse 10. Thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. The kingdom. Thy kingdom. The will of God. Now, you know what? The call of the will of God, and I've said it several times, you know, the judge, the judge, the kingdom. If sickness is not in heaven, then that's not the will of God. And to call the things of heaven down is a great thing, but you know what? We need to live in the kingdom where we're coming against it all the time. So what does that mean? Let, let me just explain. Uh, Jesus is the perfect will of God, okay? One scripture says he could do no mighty works in his own hometown, in his own hometown, because they could not receive from him. They were hard-headed. But let's, let's look at it this way. Any reality that does not mirror the kingdom of heaven is an inferior reality, and he wants to change it. Acts 10, 38, I quote it all the time. Jesus went about doing good and healing all that were oppressed of the devil, for God was with him. Huh? Went about doing good. For God was with him. So, so what does a surrendered mind do? It? What does a, a changed mind? It proves the will of God. We have to latch a hold, grab a hold of the will of God. Hold on to it. Be tenacious about it. And not let it go. No matter what we see. No matter who dies. No matter who gets sick. No matter if you lose your job and serving God, no matter what happens, it's the kingdom. We have to agree with the word. We have to say the word. We have to live the word. And, and here's the thing. Judge yourself. Plow up that rock. Plow up that wrong thinking. Man, I, I, it still attacks me. The world comes against us. You might as well quit. Nobody cares. Nobody works. You know, he, all those thoughts. You think, you know what, somebody came up to uh, a powerful preacher and said, pray that I never have wrong thoughts. He goes, wait a minute. If that would work, I'd pray for myself. The thoughts are going to come. Wrong thoughts are going to come. But it's the problem is, is we embrace it. That's right. I'm not any good. That's right. I'm too weak. Come on. Let me say this. Not only if we agree it, then we can start demonstrating. We're supposed to demonstrate the kingdom. Why, why isn't this place full 
Why aren't we having church every day of the week with different people in here every night? Because we're not demonstrating, are we? Myself included. We need to demonstrate the love of God, the peace of God, the joy of God, but also the power of God. That's where we want to go. Can you embrace that? You want the power of God in your life? That when you lay hands on the sick, you see them recover? That you lay hands on people and blind eyes open? All right, so if somebody's blind, anybody want to pray for them? Nobody raising their hand but me. Okay, there we go. Okay. Then you've got to use your imagination. Woo! When somebody comes in blind, this is my day. This is my day. Oh, pastor, they're blind. We just, I don't know what we're going to do about it. That ain't going to change anything. And you, and yeah, I'm crazy. You know, I'm on TV here, and it's crazy to talk about that with the world because the world don't believe it, and they're not going to understand it. But you know what's going to bring the revival that we're all praying for or the awakening that we're all praying for? Signs and wonders. Signs and wonders. Not coming through me, but coming through you. We all have to step up. That's why God gave you an imagination. Wrong thinking. When my kids started driving, I, you know, I'd hear a siren. You know, trouble. No, Lord, no, Lord. They're going to live and not die. Just we'll replace that car. You got to combat those wrong thoughts. You're no good. No, I'm, I'm made in the image of God. I'm made in the likeness of God. I am a child of God. You combat the wrong thoughts. The Bible says to cast them, you know, bind them and cast them out. You can change the wrong thoughts. You can control your thinking. Okay, don't say it. Give you a quick example. Two plus two is you just thought it. You just thought it. The power of your thought, the power of your thinking. We're not just here to die and go to heaven. If that was all it was, when you got saved, God would have sucked you off the planet and you went straight to heaven. But there's a plan that we are called to bring the gospel to broken situations in this life and to demonstrate it now, in this day. Some of you have been through some crazy things, but God brought you through. And you are a demonstration of His will and His power in your life. You demonstrate the life of God, every one of you. And if you say, well, not me, then it's time to change and start demonstrating the way you think because maybe you, you, you're helped, but you feel like you're held back and nobody holding you back. I haven't even got into to stress and fear and worry and all that mess. That's not God. Okay? I'm gonna, I'm gonna give you another example real quick. You ever seen somebody just come give their life to God and their whole body's trembling and shaking and we attribute it to the power of God and it is but you know what I really think a lot of it is is their flesh is fighting them tooth and toenail not to give their life to God because they know their flesh is going to have to change you know what go ahead and change let God change you and I'm going to close and this will help you in life in general are you ready now wake back up wake somebody up bump them Tell them you slept through part of it, but here it is. It's not long today because I'm laying a foundation. 
Pastor Glenn actually set me up last week. Hope starts here. Hope starts here. And then it feeds your spirit. Your spirit man rises up. That's what I'm talking about. We got some hope. Now we'll have some faith. But listen to this. Qualities of a, of a transformed mind that will make you more effective and fruitful. And they're generally not recognized or glamorized or even applauded. But listen to this. When your mind starts getting renewed, guess what starts changing? Things like consistency. You start getting consistent with God, consistent with the Word. Consistency even in your workplace, in your marriage. How about loyalty? You keep your mind. You don't think about some other man or woman in your relationship. You're loyalty, and you're loyal to be there at your job. You know why? Because you're renewed. Faithfulness comes. And guess we think these things are just out there floating around, but they start here. I'm going to be faithful. Be faithful to God. You need to say it every day. I'm going to be faithful to God. And guess what? You start becoming more faithful. We've got to be more faithful. And, and, and here's tenacity and endurance. And you need bulldog faith. You don't want a pit bull to grab a hold of you. But you need bulldog faith. Georgia bulldogs, he just pointed at me and said. Bulldog faith. Latch a hold of it. I don't care. I'm not letting this go. You know, well, Pastor, what if you got sick and died? I'm going to be sick and dying in faith. I'm going to heaven in faith. And I'm going to dance down through there because that's my reward. But, you know, in this life, we're overcomers and we're supposed to lead other people to Jesus. And you know what? The calling card is healing to get them saved. But it's also a witness and a sign and a wonder to make people change and bring the gospel to them so today change your thinking change your thinking begin today to start changing your thinking to think on whatsoever is good pure holy huh well what we're going to do times are tough no we're overcomers we're going to make it when trouble comes in the earth Look at the children of Israel. God's eyes were always on His people. God's on us. His eyes are on me, and His eyes are on you. Change your thinking. Quit looking and listening to that newscast. God's got this because I'm going to let Him have it. He's my, he's my helper. So bow your heads. If you don't know Jesus Christ as Lord and Savior, you need to repent to change your thinking and accept Him as Lord and Savior into your heart and life, to give Him your life. It's the doorway into a greater life, uh, 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 an awesome life and an awesome way to live. If you're here today and you don't know Him, maybe you're online, you don't know Jesus, will you give Him your heart? Will you accept Him? If you're in here, would you lift your hand? Let me pray with you. I can put my hand on one or two in here. I see that hand. Anybody else? Give me just a moment. Look at your heart. Then let's pray. Father, I believe that Jesus is the Son of God. I believe that Jesus died for my sins. I believe that He is the door, the way, the truth, and the life. And I accept him 
and I enter in to the kingdom of God today. In Jesus' name, amen.